This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen... You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and this is pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing it, folks. (laughs) Wow, this is just so much information uh, that is available right out there. That's why I say this is publicly sourced intelligence, folks. It really is. I mean, right now, we are pulling together everything that is out there and available to us. And we don't have to um, we don't have to make this stuff up. We don't have to form conspiracy theories around this. This isn't even a conspiracy, folks. A conspiracy is when more than two people get together in a room in secret and they plot and they plan with the hopes of achieving a outcome that both of them will benefit from. But nothing, nothing about what these people are doing and discussing and plotting is in secret. They do it right out in the open, folks, right out in the open at the World Economic Forum, right out in the open at military.com on a podcast left to boom. The government sends out its goons and they just talk about this stuff. All of their papers are published. And yes, are there things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Yes. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. But the stuff that we have access to is enough to make the case to regular people who don't want to have smart technology implanted in their skin, to make the case to people that don't want to end up entrapping their child, their newborn infant, in some kind of Truman show located right inside their nursery. You know, we don't want to have to interact with the hospitals if the hospitals aren't looking out for our best interest. There are people that will wake up to this information if we present it correctly. And I am going to continue to refine my style, my storytelling ability, so that I can be a better voice for this stuff to help wake people up. And that's what I hope you do yourself. I hope you take the information that I am giving you, you trust in me that this stuff is accurate. At least it's accurate from the standpoint that the technocrats who publish it want us to believe. And this way you can go out and wake up your friends and family to what's going on and start to encourage people to get rid of the smart tech, take off the Fitbit, don't contribute any sort of analytics to these people as little as possible, shrink your digital footprint. Uh, As Wide Awake over on Twitter would say, use cash, go analog, use cash as much as possible. I say if you can go a step further and barter with people, 
as much as possible, even better. But go analog in the technologies that you need to use in your life. You need an alarm clock, go find an old analog one. Don't rely on your smartphone. Get the smartphone out of your bedroom. You don't know if they're listening to you. You don't know if they're pumping sound waves into your room. I mean, Dr. Charles Morgan III told us that they could use sound waves to activate diseases, you know, through cells that they put in our body one way or another, which they can do that in a million different ways. He's also said that they could write memories into our head. They could train us while we're sleeping. So get the smart tech out of the room. Don't have these devices that are connected up to the internet in your room, folks. These are just the small things we could do to avoid us all being turned into uh, cyber soldiers, (laughs) as the military would love to do. All right, we're going to jump back into this. Just a quick reminder for you folks. I'll put it up on the screen I'm not going to go into depth on this. We're listening to this podcast, which was from uh, military.com. The future U.S. military super soldier may be closer than we think. This podcast is the future of bio-enhanced super soldiers, part one. It features Dr. Peter Emanuel, Ph.D. He is the senior research scientist for bioengineering at the United States Army Combat Capabilities Development Command chemical biological center that's a mouthful every time i say that and so it features him and it features diane deulius and uh, she is a senior research fellow at national defense university and her research areas focus on emerging biological technologies biodefense and preparedness for bio threats and so um, you can just Google them, Dr. Diane Deulius and Dr. Peter Emanuel, and you can find their bios if you want to know more. I've read them in full on this show on a couple separate occasions, so I don't want to do that again for the folks that have been following along, but we're going to jump right back into this. I uh, pulled this back about 30 seconds from where we ended last time, so we're going to play that, and while we do, I will put up the uh original document published in 2019 cyber soldier uh 2050 all right let's pick this up here now this person is in effect a command and control person on the move and so mm-hmm. right now the department of defense is exploring operations in a multi-domain operation battle space and that means that um we can expect to be contested in the air the land the sea and we want to dominate essentially be able to control. Now, in addition to that, we are in a more expeditionary posture, which means that we're going to be fast-moving uh, units that may be cut off or constrained for periods of time. And so you're going to have a small battle group moving very fast, maybe what we call on the edge, meaning they may have intermittent loss of communication. They may not always have control of uh, the cyber they may and so this now individual becomes a, a, a command and control system organic to that expeditionary force and that's a game changer it's one of the technologies that's going to allow us to dominate in a multi-domain battle space okay so we played that part for you in episode 49 i believe it was i might have been 48 actually and so What he's talking about here is the technology 
uh, which is direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer. And so there were some major revelations that we pulled out of this uh, from the previous few minutes, and you can go back to episode 48, I believe, to listen to that if you want to know what we talked about. But Dr. Peter Emanuel, who you're listening to there, mentioned this revolutionary moment in which man and machine can communicate at a cellular level. And so he says, this is not evolutionary. This is revolutionary. And he talks about how the military is studying it and they are close to developing this technology. All right, let's continue. And it's going to, it's one of those technologies that's going to allow us to be able to enable an expeditionary fast moving force to, to, to have, to maintain soldier lethality, maximize the protection of the unit but really be able to operate on their own. And great potential also to impact, I think you really hit at this, the social dynamics within the military in ways that we may and may not be able to predict. So this. Okay, let's pause that for a second there because they're going to get into the social dynamics and this is a very important discussion they're about to have. But just to wrap up where he left off, Dr. Peter Emanuel left off, what they're talking about is this two-way brain data transfer in which soldiers can transfer data between each other's heads and then a soldier inside their own head will have access to let's say um you have a soundboard right like i have a soundboard over here that runs the show and i could have different inputs going into the soundboard i could have my microphone i could have a guest microphone i can have an iphone that i might play music off of i can have another line connected to another phone where maybe i can have a guest call in and so you have all these different inputs and then through the visuals you will have different inputs as well so in their case they might have video from drone a video from drone b video from a tank video from the helmet of another warrior video from i don't know the the sight of a gun a a sniper rifle and so you as the super soldier you that have been augmented you that went under the knife to become a frankenstein warrior you have access to all these different data inputs and you can select them inside your head similar to how you would use your iphone or whatever and scroll up and select between apps you would be able to pull all these different data inputs on command so let's say you're sitting in your house watching tv and then your wife is talking to you from the other room and then your daughter is in the other room on the phone and someone her boyfriend is on the other end of the phone and then you have your landscaper outside cutting your lawn you could say pull up wife and then only hear your wife you could say pull up daughter only hear your daughter you could say pull up daughter and boyfriend and you could hear both of them talking or you could say listen to landscaper outside and listen to him while he's talking on his phone so you could basically select all these inputs and so you say to yourself this is what the military is trying to normalize and get the public to say yeah this isn't bad or at least okay i heard about it i'm not going to fight it and then they're able to start rolling this technology out the question is is it going to end up only being for these super soldiers uh would you allow your son or daughter to get this surgery done and have this uh neural enhancement uh planted inside their head if they join the military and then when are they going to roll it out to the general public 
And is this something we want to see be rolled out? Well, they're going to get into the social implications of this. It's always nice to know that the Frankenstein doctors and scientists of the technocratic transhumanist movement are looking out for the good old people here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, as you all know. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. We are listening to the Left of Boom podcast featuring Drs. Peter Emanuel and Diane Doulias. Never forget their names. If you see anything else pop up with these folks, feel free to send it over to me at gold at pain.tv or over to the Telegram, uh, Dustin Gold Show. All right, let me read you something from this actual Cyber Soldier 2050 document before we allow these folks to speak about the social impacts. They actually write in this document, remember, this was put together over the course of a couple years by these folks and some others, including Dr. James Giordano that we are working our way over to soon, folks, soon. But in here it says, Department of Defense personnel must conduct global assessments of societal awareness and perceptions of human machine enhancement technologies, all right? So that is the merger of man and machine. Remember, this document came out in 2019. So they are well into the desensitization campaigns around these topics, utilizing people like Elon Musk, to go out there and make it cool, using people like Joe Rogan to make it cool. It goes on to say, a generalized perception exists in the United States that our adversaries are more likely to adopt technologies that the United States populations are reluctant or unwilling to field because of ethical concerns. So let me repeat that. A generalized perception exists in the united states that our adversaries are more likely to adopt technologies that the united states populations are reluctant or unwilling to field because of ethical concerns so what they're saying is that there's this perception that the u.s's enemies are more likely to adopt the merger of man and machine transhumanism than are the u.s populations because we have ethical concerns about them. Now, there's two parts to this, folks. One is that those of us in the general public who don't want this stuff to happen, or we say this is wrong, or people like me uh, end up getting amplified and other people hear that I'm talking about this as the engineering of humanity out of existence, so they no longer want any part in this stuff because they realize this is actually mass genocide on humanity itself. So there's that part of the population. But then you have 
the people, and I don't know, maybe some of you are them. Look at me. I almost got involved with Artificial Intelligence Foundation, helping them build a mind twin. Okay, look how close I was when I was running around in the entertainment sector, uh, trying to make money for my comedians and my voice actors, and almost got pulled into this stuff. So they need to convince the scientists and the engineers who may not be devout technocrats, who may not want to rule over society with science and engineering, or devout transhumanists who want to gene hack and DNA splice and plant brain chips inside people's heads and eventually engineer humanity out of existence. Well, they need those people on board. The scientists, the engineers, the programmers, the machinists to build this type of technology. So they have to move the needle to a point where regular everyday folks who may not even necessarily be against this, but they don't understand it enough. And they're just saying, no, I don't want to be involved with this. The people like you that I'm encouraging to tell your bosses you're not going to take part in this stuff. So they need to convince those folks that this is okay, that our adversaries are going to use this against us, and therefore we have to do it too. All right? Do you understand? That's part of what this discussion is going to be about and where we are going to move to after this podcast is done. We're going to get into part two where it's two guys from the military that are in charge of ethics involved with this but really it's about how we're going to shift the ethical overton window is really what we're going to do this goes on to say however the attitudes of our adversaries toward these technologies have never been verified okay so they're saying the attitudes of our enemies toward the technologies have never been verified so they don't really know how the adversaries see them It says societal apprehension following the introduction of new technologies can lead to unanticipated political barriers and slow domestic adoption irrespective of value or realistic risk, right? So society's apprehension, our unwillingness to adopt these technologies Uh, as we see them be rolled out, as they try to popularize deepfake videos through the late-night shows or through Bruce Willis, as we just looked at a couple of episodes ago, right? As society rejects them, what it's saying is that that can lead to an unanticipated political barrier, right? So now the politicians say battle against this or a politician is too apprehensive to push this stuff on the campaign trail, Right, because they say it's too hot for me to handle. And so it slows the domestic adoption. This is what they're concerned about, irrespective of the value or realistic risk, right? So the risk of not doing it means our enemies will do it. And what's the value? Oh, everybody could run around as a cyborg. So they're trying to sell this. You could see it in their own words. It says assessment of global attitudes will predict where it may be difficult to introduce new technologies because of sociopolitical barriers to adoption and when adversarial adoption of offset technologies may likely be more readily accepted. So 
This is the mindset of the doctors and scientists that are working for the government to build this stuff and then force the adoption of it. So basically what that all means is we need to focus on how we are going to propagandize and brainwash the general public so that we can get society as a whole on board with it as i told you folks the normalization campaign is in full swing and there are some people that we are led to believe are our allies in this space who are just touching touching the tip of the iceberg but not really telling the full story as i am trying to do over here for you and as you guys are now totally aware of this because you're sending me relevant articles uh marketing campaigns and everything else when you see this pop up in real life and that is amazing like would you send me stuff i am blown away i'm like oh my god this is an active audience who is engaged and they are now seeing this stuff for themselves. You arm me with information that I don't even have time to find on my own, and then I use it on the show. So we are spreading the word. This is growing, folks. But we have to be fully aware of when they are trying to propagandize us, they're trying to desensitize us to this stuff, versus when there are real influencers and investigative journalists that are actually trying to educate people on the truth showing the money behind it the government behind it and everything else all right but i wanted to read you that because it was very important and eventually we'll break this whole document down uh separate from the podcast but the podcast is a great introduction to the in-depth content which is inside the document itself all right let's continue this has come up in our conversation already the the top candidates for these enhancements may be injured or combat wounded troops who might otherwise be limited or even sidelined by their Im injuries. Can you talk a little bit more about that prediction in particular and you know, how it might impact the way the, the military works socially? Um, well, I'll, I'll start on that one. I think with some of the other things that we've talked about, you know, with visual hearing, um, musculoskeletal kinds of things, you know, I think in many ways, again, because we've got a lot of people who've been injured and have been through all kinds of um, developments in terms of prosthesis, and people see those. You know, we see people with prosthetics all the time now. I don't think they're unusual in society, given that we've been at war for 20 years and these things are happening. So, pause, pause. Okay. You can learn a lot from listening to these people, folks. And this is why we take the time to break this stuff down in detail for you. And I generally don't like to pull clips uh, from these shows as many other um, podcasters do. And I take the time, and sometimes it takes multiple episodes to break this stuff down because there's so many hidden gems in here. And I also want you to hear everything in context not just me pulling a clip out of context and playing it and saying, well, that's it. We got them. We got them. They're going to put uh, brain chips inside us. So, for instance, I just showed you a few clips from the World Economic Forum Conference, but we're going to go back and review the whole thing. But I showed you three important clips of uh, Pekka Lungbard or whatever because it was important 
for you to understand they're talking about industrial metaverse then they're talking about 6g they're talking about digital twins everywhere they're talking about the rollout of the digital and physical basically being identical and then they talk about smartphones basically going away and implantables going in no one has showed you the full set of thoughts coming out of pekka the way that i showed you and the way that you can now explain that to other people so right here what did you just hear her say she was talking about a 20-year war right we're talking about afghanistan iraq right that we we started under george w bush after 9 11 we're going to get them terrorists we're going to get these people we're going to pay them back so we go to war for 20 years we bring all these guys back with missing limbs and then the mad scientists over at darpa go to work putting prosthetic limbs on these guys and then sending them out into the public and boom before you know it and don't look at it necessarily through your eyes look at it through the children through the next generation, the ones who have to be normalized and desensitized to the merger of man and machine. So I asked you before, do we send people into war in order to be injured, to come home and use them as guinea pigs to develop this transhumanist technology? Well, now ask yourself, do they send them to war Right, because everything has more than one reason, right? COVID-19, the high school theater production, wasn't just about one thing. They're, they get multiple wins out of something like that. It's multifaceted when they war game this stuff and they think tank it and plan it. So ask yourself now, do we send these guys to war to have their arms and legs blown off to bring them back here to attach these Terminator prosthetics to them to then send them out into the real world to desensitize people to the idea of the fusion of man and machine. It's a sick thought, ladies and gentlemen, but I've told you, you have to put your head into the mindset of these psychopathic Frankenstein doctors who are working to engineer humanity out of existence. Don't think as a normal person who has compassion and sympathy for others. Don't ever fall into the trap of thinking that way you are a good and decent person these people are not they are here to build cyborg soldiers they are here to gene edit and dna splice and force people into a metaverse and to upload their minds into some ai hive mind that these psychopaths are going to beam down into their brains through some transcranial electronic stimulation helmet connected up to a Neuralink brain chip. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to finish this up. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 